Well, howdy there, Rangers. Lieber and Cancer here. Greetings, Rangers. Last time on Zodiac Task Force, your one and only true flying ace went to go pick up the strange but very powerful monster slaying Super Hunter Orion. Are you sure you're the one and only true flying ace? I was doing this before you were born. Oh, that was that was just a joke, darling, I swear. Do you want to try flying the Shadow Chaser without my help? No, darling, you're taking this way too hard. I mean, I could never fly without you. You're the you're the blurred milk to my mama's cookies. The 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 alcohol to my Aunt Helen. <laughs> gotcha. Oh honey. You little sneak. You are as funny as you are. Can we get on with the recap? Oh, right. Sorry. Anyways, that ray of sunshine back there was Orion. He was the guy that we were looking for. We needed him to help us fight off Koa Eden and Starcron. But he wasn't too happy to leave his home. Things changed after he lost his Faxillion flowers, though. Which make him stay young. Don't forget the pirates. I was just about to mention those scoundrels. Thanks, hon. These nasty pirates from the Hail Mary showed up and started to steal the Crimson Faxillians from Orion. They wounded him and ripped up his home. So, he decided to come with us. As for the pirates, well, they lost their captain and their ship. Not sure what happened to the rest of them, though. Anyways, now the lovely lady and I are heading back to Draxel with Orion. I just hope that we're in time, because I have no idea what's happening to anybody else. Sagittarius and Leo have been hunting them anomaly rebels, and Alar and Vance were supposed to meet up with some Ursa ladies on some Nomara planet to learn new magic. I just hope they're okay, and back soon, because for all I know, Starkron already captured Draxel. Don't be so pessimistic. I'm sure they're fine. Let's see what happens today, Rangers, while we finish the last part of our trip. Elmore School of Sorcery, Professor of Astrology and Geomancy Cyrus Flair runs in desperation to meet the Arm Mage, Falcon Nezerworth, in his private study. As he turns through the echoing halls, the elder professor knocks over some students, drops some papers, desperately picks them up, and in a half apologizes before running off. Professor arrives at the door of the Arm Mage's study, which is guarded by a large stone statue of a man. Fortunately for him, the statue is a scintillum, an artificial construct created by wizards for labor and protection. He pauses to catch his breath. Ah, lo, ah, good day. I was wondering if I might see the Archmage. None may pass. Ah, uh, yes, yes, of course, but... But it is of the utmost importance that I see the Archmage. You see here... Oh, oh stars, where is it? Uh, ah, ah, here it is. <laughs> I, I have some dire news I need to share with him. None may pass by order of the Archmage. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Trying to reason with a scent lamb never works. Uh, perhaps you could deliver a message, or perhaps these papers? None may disturb the Archmage at this time. Oh, but if you could please... None may pass. None may disturb. Oh, very well. 
Professor Cyrus. You are looking more distressed than usual. Oh, Professor Estes. I'm trying to speak to the Archmage, but his sensed alarm won't let me pass or even deliver a message. Ah, oh, yes, I see your dilemma. I have tried to reach him as well, but to no avail. Ever since the twins left, he has been, uh, unreachable. I beg your pardon, the who? Well, the Gemini twins. Alara and Lance. Oh, yes, yes, of course, the Gemini twins, I remember. They were sent on that mission to Namara. So he misses them or regrets his decision? <laughs> I highly doubt that. I believe it has more to do with the Ursus. Though he will not admit it himself, it seems he still has feelings for the elder sister. Sending the twins to her reminded him of his heartbreak, I believe. Oh, my stars. After all these years, he still feels pain over that? Yes, so it would seem. We can only hope that he comes to his senses soon. He has responsibilities. And there is too much going on for him to be absent. That is precisely why I came to him. In my observations, the stars are showing a most foreboding prediction. The stars, you say? As a member of the Regents, you have their ear. Please, come with me to my observatory, and I can explain. Um, I'm not sure what I can do, but I will hear your observations. The two mages walk to Cyrus's observatory. It rests on the upper floors of the academy and has a balcony where rest telescopes, astrolabes, and other astrological equipment. But not teaching, Professor Cyrus observes the stars, casts spells to see the leadings of ley lines, great bands of cosmic magical energy invisible to all but the trained, and calculates the paths of both to help study space and time. This information is sometimes used to guide future decisions of Kelnor mages or even the Noble Council. Cyrus positions the telescope and lays out the star charts nearby for Jaris to see. It may be difficult to see with the sun still up, but come have a look. I'm afraid I'm not as well versed as you in astrology or geomantic magic. Oh nonsense! That is no concern here. For this forecast, you need no spells, just your eyes and some knowledge. Look and tell me what you see. Uh, let's see here. Um, I see a planet at apex and a moon. Norani, I believe, is uh, waxing and red. Exactly. The planet you see is the gas giant Stelos. Now, look here. When I overlay my notes on these charts, the two bodies converge, just as they are here. Now, look at the ley lines as they intersect. You needn't cast a spell. I have done so already and charted it for you. It appears that they meet between the planet and the moon. Yes, yes. Now, as many in my field know, now, runny red can mean minor foreboding, such as a forest fire, and waxing by itself can mean minor difficulties, minor boons, or even nothing at all. However, 
both together can mean calamity. When matched with the planet at its apex, historically, it means catastrophe. As you can see in these records, every time these convergences have happened, something horrible has resulted. Look here. The Nexus War was preceded by these astrological events. Most recently, the conquests of Zalsrax. I see. But has this always happened? Can we really trust this? See the historical record for yourself. Every time. But what of the ley lines? Do they always precede a calamity as well? That, my friend, is new. Ley lines bend and turn, depending on magical energies or whatever cosmic will. This is natural. However, when they intersect, it means momentous occasions, both good and bad. When mixed with these celestial events, I fear it could only be cataclysmic. You uh, have overreacted before, Cyrus. Yes, yes, I realize this. But consider current events. Does it not strike you that these celestial events coincide with current events? The anomaly, the Cytron uprisings, King Consta's malaise, and worst of all, Starkron's conquests. Yes, that was exactly what I was trying to avoid. Both you and I know we do not have the luxury. I fear Draxel is in danger. The Noble Council may be relying on their defenses and the Zodiac Task Force, but the heavens caution otherwise. We must tell the Archmage, but... He is too lovesick to be of any use, and without him we have no way of reaching the Noble Council. <sighs> Thus our dilemma. P perhaps we can alert the Noble Council through the regions. We shall make it our mission. Gather your notes, Professor. We will bring this to the Regents. If the Archmage cannot help us reach Castle Raxel, perhaps they will. Professor Estes's foreboding are well warranted. For now on Vulcanus, a founding planet of the Alliance, Starkron has completed his conquest by defeating the combined army of Vulnite and Draxilian soldiers, led by the famous Clawduck Colonel Swerveton. As undead Sidarum saunter through the battlefield littered with the bodies of Vulcanite warriors and Clawduck rangers, they finish off any survivors they find. The Colonel's sterling career is brought to an end through Starkron's spear. Thank you very much for having the dignity to not surrender, Colonel. But I'm afraid your illustrious career ends here. I appreciate your skill in battle. You have made this victory glorious. What is it? Excellent! Create a landing zone immediately! Yeah.
Congratulations on your conquest. We were successful in our mission too. Excellent. We are clearing a landing zone for you now. I see it. Necrostella, Scorpio, and Ursa Major exit with Necrostella in the lead. She approaches Starcon and bows. My lord, we have returned successful. And we are happy to return to such a splendid field of carnage and conquest. Did you suspect otherwise? Scorpio, you have done well and brought my queen back as she left. You can count on me, my lord. My love, let me introduce you to the person you wish to meet. This is Ursa Major, master of Norsic and Kells magic. Norsic and Kells. Well, to know one requires the other, O oh great conqueror. I see. Do you know why I had you brought here? brought me here. <laughs> I wasn't brought here. I came of my own free will. No sovereign soldier or sycophant wills me to do anything. How dare you speak to your warlord this way? She's got my kind of spine. It seems you still need lessons in humility. Enough! <laughs> it seems you do have a will. Few people have flames for their insides, especially around me. I find that intriguing. <sighs> I am too old to care about one's warlord ambitions. It is also important to know that I have something you want. This makes me far too valuable for you to lose. Straight to matters, then. Excellent. Then you know what I want. Indeed. Your servants told me on the way here. Uh, yeah, servants. You wish for me to use Norsic magic on some failed forges made by the Ethereans. You wish to have weapons like those of the Task Force. You then want me to teach your Necromancer Queen how to do the same. Can it be done? Hmm. I suppose she seems competent enough. I shall. Don't forget about the other thing we discussed. What other thing? The back path from Numara to Draxel. What's this? We discussed it on the way over. You could send your whole army or a fleet there without the Draxilians even knowing. Is this true? Well, I was planning on holding out on you, just in case you wanted to be difficult in our dealings. But it seems like the secret is out. Yes, there is such a path. I can give it to you. I can do all of these things. However, I expect something in return. I am not used to making bargains, witch. I am no witch. 
and labeling me as such will get you nowhere. My demands are few in comparison to what I'm offering. She has steel in her blood. Indeed she does, Scorpio. I admire such iron will. All right, sorceress, name your terms. I have nearly two. Firstly, allow me the pleasure of killing the Archmage of the Kelinor School. Done. I have no use for him. Then? Once you have conquered Draxel, name me the new Archmage of the Alliance and Kelinor School. With full control over the mages of your new empire. You ask for much! Take it or leave it. <clears throat> Done! Then we have a deal. Well then, where is this forge? I wish to begin at once. I like your drive! I will have it brought here! unfold on Volcanus, light years away and weeks later, the noble council of Drax, primary protectors of the Alliance, meet to discuss the next steps to preventing Starcron's meteoric conquest of the rest of the Alliance. Order! I call this meeting to order! We all know about Starcron's expanding conquests. However, I have called this meeting to reassure you all that we have everything well in hand. We have deployed rangers and light infantry to Volcanos, Kloldak infiltrators and specialists from the Ambra Militum to Eulodia, and heavy infantry specialists to Plieto and Lepon 4. There, our forces have helped underground movements on those planets in liberation. And what of the countless hordes of the Sidrum? He may have our forces in numbers, yes, but not in skill or equipment. In the last report I heard, our forces are seeing great success. Perhaps you need to update your reports more often, then. What was that? You have not been monitoring the situation with our forces. The infiltrators and Umbrum specialists have all been captured or killed, and as a result, Plato, Lepron 4, and Eulodia have all fallen. How can you be sure? 
Starcron seems like the kind of tyrant who would happily broadcast his conquest to the Alliance. I would normally agree with you, but for some reason he is keeping his movement secret for now. Luring us into a false sense of security. Enough! We still have Volcanus and the Elite Rangers stationed there. I can't say for sure. The last report we received from either Star Rangers or Star Command was weeks ago. Even considering time dilation distance, we have to assume that they have fallen as well. So there is nothing to stop him from attacking us directly? I wouldn't say that. We still have the belt. If he tries to send his forces through the corridor, we merely have to concentrate all of our fire on the exit and destroy anything that comes through. Eventually, the debris will make that passage impossible. Well, then how will I get my fine Ethereum silks or Elodian spice wine? That is not possible now. Ares, if you're going to talk like that, you can just leave. I'm in charge of this castle and who stays or goes. But Capricorn is correct. With our star command ships and the corridor, we have nothing to fear of a mass invasion here. But we do have a responsibility to the Alliance and to defend it. Therefore, I propose forming several battalions consisting of Rangers, Umbron Infiltrators, and Elite Light Infantry, along with Star Command dropships and cruisers, to continue the fight on Volcanus, Eulodia, and Etheria. So now you care about those worlds. Not too long ago, you were more worried about Koaiden. That's right. What of the anomaly? Hmm. This brings us to the second item on our agenda. The anomaly. General Capricorn, what news of your son's mission to root out their cells? I trust all is going well? Well, as you can see from this data, thanks to support from the Nikto Squadron, they have thwarted some very serious attacks before they were even started, and has successfully rounded up 50 members. They've also managed to shut down several cells which acted as recruitment or supply. Our regular police forces are also seeing apprehensions at a very high level. Then all is well on that front. And therefore, we can deploy the forces mentioned to the occupied systems. However, the breadth of the anomaly has still yet to be determined. Plus, we have no idea how many labs they have which can produce this serum which creates these drags. Therefore, to spread our forces too thin at this point seems unnecessarily reckless, especially in light of Starcron's success rate against us. Nonsense. This information proves that the anomaly is less of a threat every day, especially now that Koa Eden is gone. It is more important to liberate these planets to open trade, so I can- Ares! So I can see a free alliance once again. And that's another thing. No one has seen or heard anything about Koa Eden lately. True. Not even the Umbra Militum and their spies have heard anything. I think we can safely assume he's dead at this point. That seems a bit premature. After this long, I would say so. I think it's time to call a vote. All in favor of deploying the battalions, say aye. 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 
I just wanted to go on record that my opinion is that this is a very bad plan. Nay. Noted. But the eyes have it. We will send the battalions. Capricorn, begin to assemble them for deployment. Meeting adjourned. for you, sir, from the Kellner School. The regents have a message they'd like to deliver to the council. They've already missed the meeting. Shall I ask for a message and dismiss them? No, no. I'll hear it. But it's through. It's probably about those Gemini brats. Ah, noble Aquario. We thank you for an audience with the council. I'm sorry, but who am I speaking to? Uh, uh, apologies. I am Professor Jarus Estes, and with me is Professor Cyrus Flair. We speak on behalf of the Regents and the Archmage. Well, Professors, I'm sorry to say, but you've just missed the Council, and we are quite busy at the moment. Blasted. Uh, uh, perhaps we can deliver our message to you for the Council. And what is that? Professor Cyrus, you're up. My Lord, at the Academy, I am tasked with astrology and geomancy. I read the heavens to define the course of time. A fortune teller, then? Well, not exactly, Lord Aquario. We study the stars and how they relate to the probability of history repeating itself. Recently, there has been an event which has not been seen since the conquests of Zartrex, and before that, the Nexus War. You see, the planet Stelos is intersecting with a ley line, and the moon Norani is waxing, and- So some stars and planets met at the same time as some other bad event in the past. It shines the same way now. And you believe the cataclysm is upon us? Is that correct, Professor Flair? Well, yes, my lord. But you see... I've heard all I need. Submit your report to me, and I will see it gets to our next council meeting. Thank you, professors, but I have much to do. Y yes, of course, but... Uh, thank you, my lord Aquario. Good day, professors. Imbeciles. As Aquarius distracted, Princess Virgo and Prince Pisces meet secretly in Virgo's chambers to plan how to steal into their father's room and free him from Aquarius' clutches. King Monster rescued, they will have all the evidence they need to topple Aquario and thwart his plans with Koei and the Anomaly. We want to trap Aquario. We need to find Koa. But first, 
We need to make sure Father is safe so he can't be used as leverage against our silence. But how are we to get in? Lord Aquario has the doors guarded. Plus, what of Dr. Briak? I wouldn't worry about the good doctor. He might be too scared to show his face after our last encounter. But what of the guards? And the door to Father's chamber? You forget. I have a master key I made. The royal guards, on the other hand, will have to resort to more conventional means to subdue them. You, you don't mean to, to kill them, do you? Not at all. I have a feeling they're only acting based on loyalty to Father. They have no idea what's going on but can't be dissuaded thanks to their loyalty training. So what then? I will distract them. Then you must dispatch them. I would prefer roles were reversed, but they respond better to me. Perhaps because of the age? Nevertheless, I'll distract them and you must think of a way to stop them. I have just the thing. But how will you distract them? I'm going to feign danger is coming and cry for help. But the guards are trained to never leave their posts. I... I may have a better idea. After Pisces shares his plans, the two depart and head for the royal bedchamber. Princess Virgo approaches alone in a state of desperation to the guards. Guards, have you seen my brother? We have not, Princess. What seems to be the problem? He's gone mad with grief over father. He's claiming that he's going to rescue him. When did you last see him, Princess? Running in this direction. I must stop him before he does something rash. Ah! Oh, father! I have a glow slug in my brainstem, and it's putting steel in my vein! I'm coming, father! Soon, on with my soul slug, you shall suck the sweet air of freedom! Oh, no! What in the stars? Poor father! Poor family! Poor fish! Problem, quick! <laughs> Be careful with him. He's the prince and heir apparent. Unhand me, you dirt dram. I'm on a mission and can only be stopped by Kroll. Stand back, princess. He's stronger than... Princess, what have you done? Is that a... Stop! That rings in my helmet! Hit him again. You're not doing it right. Let me. Why is this one so much harder to drop? The order of this royal god... I order you to cease and... <sighs> Finally. Oh, that knocked out some teeth. Not to worry. The Royal Guards receive excellent health services. Good thing you remember to loop the camera feed. If not, we'd be surrounded by now. Indeed. Let's get them inside Father's room and tied up. But first... That drug should keep them asleep for a while. After drugging and dragging the guards into the king's room, royal siblings tie them up and approach their father. He, he looks so peaceful. If only he knew what was going on. I, I wonder if they actually used the Corsic on him in the first place. Probably not. Quickly, let's take him out of here so we can get him to safety. Then we can find Ko Eden, wherever he may be. I can answer both of those questions. <laughs> First of all, you got me right here. Koa? Second, they didn't waste a Corsac on that old glow bag. When did you get here? 
<laughs> Not too long. I come here often to pay your old man a visit. I just like to remind him that his days are numbered. And I'm the one counting. We can take him, Clara. We've got the weapons. What? Your little frying pans there? <laughs> That's cute! It's cute! The Royal Kitties are gonna try and stop me with cookware! <laughs> I got some bad news for you! You brought kitchen stuff to a drag fight! Before their very eyes, Koa completes his metamorphosis into a fearsome drag, part man, part dragon, standing a head taller than most wings and skinned muscles with sharp claws. Xyz and Virgo stand transfixed and terrified, unable to move. Okay, we both pulled out our weapons. I guess it's time to see who's more dangerous. <laughs> I love you, Virgo. And I, you, brother. As time passes the calendar by, the forces of Drixel rally. Also in that time, Starkron begins his next phase of the enraged Draxel. Vokin has finally arrived on Vulcanus, Starkron's latest conquest, and is delivering the Ethereum Forge to the main palace where his master is holding court and repping his hordes for their next attack. My lord, I have arrived as you summoned me, and I have brought the Ethereum Forge. Rise, Vokin, and report on the situation on Etheria. My lord Starkron, the revolts have ended, and the people are properly subdued. All they do now is eat, sleep, and strive to serve you. So I've heard. You've done well. Now, you may join my hordes in our final push against Draxel. Thank you, my lord. Well, Ursa, I have brought the forge. Have you been teaching my queen as promised? I am holding my side of the bargain. Your queen, Necrostella, has taken well to Norsic magic. Is this true, my queen? It is, my lord. My knowledge has expanded tenfold. Excellent! Then you can begin your next task. Vulcan, show her what you have brought. What is that thing? It is called the Ethereum Forge. It seems that the Ethereans, out of fear of Draxel, wanted to have their own task force. But, according to the records, they could never use it to produce soul-forged weapons. The Ethereans rely on science only. They are not sorcerers and have no history of its use. Therefore, all they produced was a computer. Interesting. They did manage to inscribe the proper runes. However, without Kells or Norsic magic, all they seem to have created is a battery. Hmm. I'm unsure if I can make weapons as powerful as that of the task force. However, 
They shall be close. Can you make enough for my hordes? It shall take some time, but it can be done. In the meantime, Necostella and I shall begin working. I believe by tomorrow, we shall be able to train and equip your own task force. Perfect! Scorpio, Vulcan! Yeah, my lord. Come with me. We must begin planning. You two shall lead my first task force at our probing strike against Draxel. With some of the Alliance's top planets occupied, all that's left is the conquest of Draxel. With Draxel defeated, the rest of the Alliance will have little chance against the evil of Starkron. Unbeknownst to our heroes, he has new plans afoot, and the task force will no doubt be pushed beyond their limits. Will they survive? Tune in next time, Rangers, to Zodiac Task Force. can't be too loud today because Orion is sleeping in the back of the ship and if I wake him up one more time he said he'd cut my head off more than the gut beasts. I know things don't look too good right now but that don't mean we can't learn something from it. There's always time for a lesson learned and today we're gonna hear it from our brave leader General Capricorn. Take it away sir or I mean ma'am or yeah take it away ma'am. Oh Today, we saw that Lord Aquera was spreading our forces entirely too thin. We should help people and try our best in everything that we do, but not to the point to where we stop being any good to ourselves. Sometimes, we think that we can handle more than we can. When that happens, we can't do anything right. We get tired and even frustrated with everyone around us. At that point, we can let everyone down, including ourselves. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And when you have too much on your plate, learn how to say no so that you can concentrate and do well on the things that are important, like saving Draxel. Now, Libra, we need to have a conversation about your decorum. Oh, General, you're so silly. Can this be at some other time? We gotta end the show. I hate to do this to you. I'll be expecting you in my office in one hour. Oh, man, all right. I hope Starkron gets me first. Well, Rangers, I hope to see you next time on Zodiac Task Force. Libra, what did I say about waking me up? Oh, great. Sorry, Orion. 